0: The first time I was asked to make a website that accepted credit cards, I was flummoxed. I had no idea what to do. Sure, there were PayPal buttons, but I had to do something for Authorize.net and some sort of compliance. I, I ended up not doing the job. See, when I started making websites in the early 2000s, adding payment required a lot of skill and even more liability risk. To quote Felix from Encanto, it was a nightmare. But now, 20 years later, it couldn't be easier. WordPress plugins like WooCommerce, LearnDash, and WP SimplePay make it a few button clicks. It's almost table stakes for platforms to allow monetary transactions. Heck, I set up a checkout page for a workshop I'm selling in ConvertKit in mere minutes. Using Calendly, I can simply add a payment option to my coaching calendar and platforms like YouTube and Buzzsprout are getting people paid. All of this has contributed to what's called the creator economy. And while WordPress has enabled developers to easily implement payment options for websites, it's time to explore the question, where does WordPress fit in to the creator economy? Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the WP Review, a show that provides analysis on what's happening in WordPress and what it means for users and business owners in the ecosystem. This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. My name is Joe Casabona, and today we're going to talk about what WordPress has to do with the creator economy. First, let's answer the question what is the creator economy? According to Wikipedia, and I know Wikipedia has a bunch of sources, but there are several sources, so I'll just link to the Wikipedia article. According to Wikipedia, the creator economy is software-facilitated economy that allows creators to earn revenue from their creations. It has been estimated that the creator economy is worth at least $100 billion. Software-facilitated One could argue that WordPress was one of the first software platforms to contribute to the creator economy. E-commerce plugins have been around as long as YouTubers have been making money. But it's not just about capabilities. After all, PayPal has been around since 1998. But that didn't usher in the creator economy. That wouldn't happen for another 20 or so years. It's all about ease of use. And these days, it seems WordPress is really falling down on that job. Now, I haven't done research or any kind of study, but anecdotally, it seems like creators are leaving WordPress for easier pastures. The culprit could be full site editing, as some have cited on Twitter. But it could also just be that there's too many steps. The whole reason I decided to use ConvertKit for selling workshops instead of any of the WordPress-based options I have was ease. In WordPress, using, let's say, WooCommerce, I have to create a product, and this looks like one step, but it's really a lot of steps. Then I have to set up the automation in ConvertKit to connect a purchase to an email list, so that I can email attendees about that event. And I would do this anyway. ConvertKit is my email service provider, but WordPress should not be your email service provider no matter what you use. So if you're serious about your business, you should be doing this extra step of connecting purchases or subscribers or whatever to your ESP. And then number three, I need to set up a delivery method for the replay. So for emails leading up to the event, I can email the attendees and let them know, hey, it's going to be on Zoom or it's going to be here. But the replay is available for these workshops and people can still purchase them after the fact. So I have to set up a delivery method for replays. And what is that? Email, a link, a video file, a learn dash course, a page with a password, all of which take these extra steps. Now let's look at that compared to ConvertKit. in ConvertKit, I create a product which is basically three to four fields. What's the name of the product? Give it a description, which you have to do in work WooCommerce anyway. And then price is it a subscription and how will you deliver it then? So you select the delivery method, which is other or upload a file. That's it. And as long as the file is less than 500 megabytes, I could upload the replays directly to ConvertKit and have those emailed to the users or the the attendees. Done. I never have to worry about updates or even setting up a payment gateway. And the fees are basically the same. So if I'm someone unfamiliar with WordPress, choosing ConvertKit or Gumroad or Patreon or one of the many other methods available to creators and anybody on the internet is an absolute no brainer. But aside from personal anecdotes and my own experiences, which by the way, again, I'm a WordPress developer or I was in a previous life. I've been using WordPress for 18 years. I'm very familiar with WordPress aside from all that. What really got me thinking about WordPress's place in the creator economy was ConvertKit's state of the creator economy report for 2022. ConvertKit's state of the creator economy report is a comprehensive look at creators, who they are, how much they make, the kind of content they create, and the tools they use. The tools section was one of the more interesting topics to me but it was one of the most lacking in my opinion. It breaks down the types of tools into categories like website builder, LMS, community platform, SMS platform, et cetera, and it shows some logos, but it doesn't show any stats or comments. I'd really love to see those stats. Still, I think what was most eye-opening to me based on the data that was provided in the report is that WordPress shows up in one place, website builder. And to be fair, WooCommerce does show up under sales tools. So taking them together, the WordPress platform shows up in two out of 10 categories. For a CMS that powers over 40% of the web, being available in only 20% of the categories for creator tools is pretty bad. And this could be for a number of reasons. Maybe they didn't include WordPress as an option in the other categories. When given the opportunity to mention other tools, maybe specific plugins were mentioned for those other categories and they didn't amount to much statistical significance. But my theory is informed by the thesis of this episode: All of the tools, of all of the tools that help creators in the creator economy. WordPress is one of the hardest to use. We'll take a look at an example right after this word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro is an experience tailored specifically to the needs of web designers and developers and helps them more efficiently manage their work and deliver results for their clients. Combining website, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an integrated solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you are new to web design or looking to grow your business, You'll find the tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for clients. At the heart of GoDaddy Pro is The Hub. From one intuitive dashboard, The Hub seamlessly brings your sites, clients, and projects together. Manage and monitor all of your clients' WordPress sites from a single place. No more juggling multiple client passwords. With one click, perform bulk updates, backups, and security checks no matter where your client sites are hosted. You will save time and free up your day. Integrated project management makes it easier to keep track of your client communications and deliver projects on time. Electronically sign, notarize, and store documents. You can create a visual timeline to break down projects into smaller tasks, To stay on track and on time. Access all of your client accounts with single sign-on. Through their tailored shopping experience, buy products to help clients grow their business. Like powerful e-commerce stores using WooCommerce. You can always reach dedicated, knowledgeable customer support 24-7. On top of that, you'll find a thriving community of web designers and developers who share advice, insights, and learning opportunities. GoDaddy Pro is free to join. Head over to go.me slash WP review to get started. That's go.me slash WP review. Okay, so let's look at that example. We'll take a look at the closest category to website builder. As a reminder, WordPress, the WordPress logo only showed up in in website builder. But let's look at a very close category, which is landing page tool. 78% of respondents use a landing page tool versus 88% who have a website. So surely there is some overlap there. If my math and statistical uh, analysis is correct, only 10% of people, uh, there's only a difference of 10%, right? Maybe I'm doing that wrong. But... Either way, let's look at the tools listed under landing page tool. ConvertKit, naturally it's ConvertKit survey, so, you know, they'll be listed a few times. Then Linktree, Leadpages, and ClickFunnels. WordPress doesn't even rank here. Again, it powers over 40% of the web. It's listed as a website builder tool. So how come it's not ranking here for landing page? Is it because people aren't building landing pages with WordPress? Is it because it's not viewed as a landing page tool so people who are using WordPress skipped over that question? Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. Again, it's impossible to know without having the actual data, but it's not easy to make a landing page with WordPress. You need a blocks plugin, right? You can't, as much as I like Gutenberg, you can't build a nice looking landing page with the block editor yet. So you need a blocks plugin at best, at the very least, or more likely a page builder plugin to get something even remotely close to what you could do with lead pages or click funnels. And that's just the building part, not the connecting it to a bunch of different places. So sure, right. You could try to connect your landing page with convert kit, but then you need either Zapier for WordPress or some other thing with lead pages and click funnels. It has integrations. So you have the landing page, but then you don't have the connecting it to a bunch of places part. again, a dedicated landing page tool is a lot easier to build a landing page with than a WordPress site. Even if someone has WordPress and they use it for their blog, a creator might be building the landing page somewhere else because they don't have the skills, the knowledge or the tools to build a really nice looking landing page. Now, if we look at other categories where WordPress could rank, it gets worse. Course tool, WordPress is not even mentioned. Membership manager, not even mentioned. Even though you could do memberships with WordPress all the way back in, what, 2008? Patronage or tip jar. I think WordPress has one of the best abilities for patronage with the GiveWP plugin, which is free. So those are three places where WordPress is not mentioned at all. I won't include community tool, right? You could say that community tool is a place where WordPress could rank because while it's possible, right? It's an absolute mess that even many developers don't really want to touch. But if we're looking at website builder, sales tool, course tool, membership manager, patronage, community tool. Those are a lot of categories where WordPress should definitely rank and does not. Other places like uh, like the email service provider um, or email sending manager or social media scheduler, like the WordPress could do that, but nobody should use WordPress for that. But here's the thing. Here's the point I've been making with each of these options. The barrier for entry is much, much higher than their competitors. You need to install WordPress, WordPress. You need to find a plugin that works. You need to pay for it. Probably you need to install it and you need to configure it and then you need to test it. And while services like Nexus, store builder, make it easier. Not nearly, I mean, nearly as easy as one of those other tools. WordPress has a serious positioning problem. So even if Nexus and StoreBuilder solve the ease of use problem, WordPress has a serious positioning problem and it's getting worse. It's not a friend of the creator economy because it's trying to be everything to everyone. And instead of innovating in a growing space, nearly all of the effort has been put towards a project for the last four years and now for the next four that doesn't have a clear audience. In an earlier episode, I asked who is full site editing for. We still don't know. But this is where all of the innovation for WordPress is happening. So what can WordPress people do for creators and the creator economy? We need to make it easier for creators to get started. Blogging exploded because a small group of tools, including WordPress, made blogging so much easier. Many businesses would not have survived the pandemic without the likes of WooCommerce and Shopify. Shopify. Podcasting continues to grow because Spotify is leveraging its massive user base to put podcasting front and center in front of listeners. And tools like Castos are helping with private podcasting. We need to lower the barrier of entry for creators using WordPress. And while it's hard to compete when platforms offer one-click monetization like you have on YouTube or Buzzsprout. There are solutions out there. I want to point to Nexus again and their store builder and quick start products. They make setting up a WooCommerce store or a membership site with Restrict Content Pro as easy as possible. Even WordPress.com is making monetization easier by integrating pay buttons. And there are perhaps lots of ways to do this architecturally. You can as a hosting company or even not as a hosting company, make it easy for people to spin up these WordPress blueprints on a hosting server, or you can set up your own software as a service or a website as a service where they have everything they need because you have a developer license and it's a multi-site. There are lots of ways to do it, but You need to remember this. We, as a WordPress community, need to remember this and this alone. Ease of use trumps everything. On Buy Me a Coffee, I got a donation page set up in minutes. With Patreon, you can have a membership site in 15 minutes or less. And if you want to sell a digital product, ConvertKit is free and lets you set one up super fast. Most creators, in fact, most people, just want something working as quickly as possible with as little headache as possible. WordPress doesn't offer that right now. If you want WordPress to compete in the creator economy, your solution needs to meet that requirement first and foremost. As always, thanks for listening to the WP Review. To get even more WordPress insights and to subscribe to this show, you can head over to wpreview.io/51. You'll also find the show notes on that same page. If you liked this episode, share it with a friend, especially someone in the creator economy. Ask him, ask them, do you agree with this? Thanks so much to GoDaddy Pro for sponsoring. Until next time, I'm Joe Casabona, and I'll see you out there.